When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from Lighthouse Hockey and the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Sunday evening by Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, we had actual Islanders news this week. Not like roster stuff or whatever, but we did have something get announced with the Islanders. And we actually heard from Lou Lamorello <laughs> in a whole statement and everything. It was quite exciting, I must say. I got to say, I didn't see <laughs> this one coming. I, 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 I feel like we're, we're pretty good, and, and not just us, like a lot of Islander fans are pretty good about making these super specific predictions um mm. about stuff that's only going on in islander country uh such as oh what is like when is lou lamarillo going to talk i think so many of us <laughs> were waiting for like the friday or afternoon news right. dump or the monday morning pure engvall extension i would assume yeah yeah exactly like something <laughs> like what was it going to be and right um you know when he didn't talk when they signed uh Dalen Koufer or whatever that six round pick that they signed a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, who, whoever had that in the pool, that was a tough beat for them. But uh, yeah, I didn't expect it to be to address the league at large about the Islanders playing an outdoor <laughs> hockey game in February against the Rangers at uh, the Meadowlands. Mm, yeah. a stadium that my buddy Mike Francesa has derided since it's been <laughs> built. He saw the plans, of course, before it was built and sure. and advised everybody whether mm. it I guess it would probably be 
whoever was before Chris Christie in Jersey, or maybe it was Christie, um, and uh, Roger Goodell, Paul Tagliabue, mm. all the all the power players. Sure, they were probably yearning for Mike's input on the architecture <laughs> of this stadium, and he said, "No, it's not going to work." He he did, by the way, give his blessing to City Field, and that's why City Field has been such a rousing success as a right. as a venue because you know, Mike Mike knew. Um, but yeah, the Islanders will be playing in this, uh, you know, Mike Francesa snubbed mm. stadium in in the swamps of Jersey against a team from New York. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, it doesn't happen too often, but uh, I think I gotta agree with the sports pope on this because <laughs> MetLife Stadium is is a a tough place to to watch a game, tough place to get to. My wife is actually doing a fitness competition there next week uh, alongside her brother as a team. And uh, uh, I'm not looking forward to really going. Not not that I don't want to support her. I do. It's just uh, driving there and driving back is is never pleasant. But uh, the game, uh, yeah, MetLife Stadium, Islanders Rangers, Sunday, February 18th. Uh, it's a stadium series game. It's not a, a winter classic. And uh, yeah, this came out. It was It was teased about a week earlier by Kevin Weeks and a few others. So we kind of had an inkling that, this was going to happen and uh, was made official on Friday during, uh, by Commissioner Bettman at his uh, State of the League address on the, the day uh, first game of the Stanley Cup Finals, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, and it's nice that like nobody had to ask him about whether or not the Islanders were going to be getting a new arena. Like I know it's a couple of years old now, but I'm always <laughs> like bracing for that moment. But I guess it kind of, you know, it, they came up anyway because of this. But fortunately, you know, it's the Coyotes now who, who get all that attention and uh Whew, boy, there's still some stuff going on there. But uh, yeah, so I mean, aside from from the, the criticisms of the venue by uh, you know radio personalities or otherwise, uh, what, what do you make of this one? Uh, and uh, you know, like, what were your thoughts when it was first announced? And and I'll just get to the question that everybody listening to this is definitely asking themselves: Are you going to be at this game? Do you have plans to be there on February 18th to watch the Islanders take on the Rangers outside? I don't know yet. Hmm. I, I'm I'm assuming I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, I mean, I was kind of excited, uh, for it. It's kind of a nice break in the, the, from the norm. Um, and it, maybe it means that they're going to design a, a Jersey. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get that orange Jersey from the, the early aughts back mm-hmm. mid aughts. Um, or maybe they won't, maybe Lou will just, <laughs> you know, not let him in. Right. We'll have to hear all that uh, nonsense mm-hmm. from people. I mean, I would be upset too, but you know, I, I wouldn't take to the streets if Lou Lamorello <laughs> doesn't let, make them let them wear right. another I, alternate jersey. I will uh, say this: as far as the alternate jerseys go, yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's fifty-fifty whether they get another one or not. But if they do get one, I think it's I think we it's time we retire the the ones that they're wearing now the alternates not the reverse retro the, but the, the pilgrim ones the pilgrim ones yeah. that basically made their debut at their last outdoor yep. game in 2013 against the rangers at yankee stadium i think it's time we we got rid of those and added some new ones so. those those scream three like three o'clock on a cold saturday <laughs> afternoon to me right pl- playing yeah. uh you know columbus three <laughs> one win or like a three one loss right uh that, that's what those scream to me and I think their record, and it was actually pretty good. Which is, I just, I've, I've come around, and I don't like them. They're I, just, they, yeah, they're just, yeah. they're just, yeah. There's nothing exciting about them. No, uh, I think they, like, they look good 
in like when people are wearing them on the concourse and stuff like i'm like mm-hmm. oh it actually looks better than i thought but <laughs> on the ice i'm like yeah but yeah. uh yeah uh we'll see i i think people have this funny uh thing about the islanders like that they don't have like we never get cool jerseys or like we never get alternate jerseys because right. in everyone's mind it's always just been the fishermen like that's their proxy of saying like we the fishermen isn't back yet mm. um but you think about it we've, we've had a ton yeah <laughs> like, oh, the definitely. Had, we've had a lot of uh you know, i think about uh teams like carolina i feel like they they've got a lot of jerseys uh, and I'm like, so it's weird to, mm. to be, I, it must be weird to be a team that has had a lot of jerseys over the years. Uh, and then I, you know, kind of snap back. I'm like, wait, the Islanders, I wonder if people think of that about the Islanders. Like they're one of these teams that just has like this, we- a new weird Jersey every, uh, every couple of years. And yeah, I mean, I I would love to see that orange one come back. I, I I've always loved those, but um, yeah, I just generally was excited and couldn't, find it funnier that that was the first time we heard from <laughs> Lamarillo and, and he didn't even use it as a, as like a, Oh, here's a good segue to yeah give the people what they want. By and the way, yeah. I'm now rooting for him not to talk until <laughs> like sometime in the middle of August or something, just cause it's making so many people and mm. a couple of people in particular, really mad yeah. online. And, and I'm kind of enjoying watching them mm. uh, have a tough time with this when it's, you know, it's June 4th. Everyone can, go outside and the the Rangers and the Maple Leafs aren't in the playoffs. Everyone can kind of relax and get away from hockey for a little bit. Uh, you don't need to worry about if, if, if he's going to talk before the draft or not. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've an absolute tip of the cap to the guy for, for mm. not using his kind of carved out time to address the media about the stadium series game mm. to then say oh by the way uh the islander season has ended and here's my end of the season address <laughs> i mean I, he's got to know that like he's painting himself into a corner because he's gonna have to talk at the draft and if not at free i don't know if he does we don't have a first round pick like yeah I guess, oh yeah i guess that's true yeah i really i'm rooting for him to not i'm rooting for him to be you know because because right. look we don't we don't do our business on july 1st either with him like we'll yeah. find out who the free agents are sometime uh in in you know late august or early september <laughs> like it, we yeah. he could do it yeah and i'm rooting for him this is his own personal game basically how yeah. long he can go without talking but uh yeah that's true but maybe that's why he keeps trading first round picks so he doesn't have to talk <laughs> and the first day the first day of the draft because yeah they don't really talk on the second day maybe it's you might get a soundbite from trent clatt basically yeah. or something like that. that's it or you that's know that's who everybody wants to hear from yeah <laughs> or or one of those guys but uh yeah that, that's pretty funny but yeah so lamorello lou did put out a statement the New York Islanders are honored to have been selected by the National Hockey League to host a game at MetLife Stadium. Host is the operative word there. Because yeah. as we all know, the Rangers lease with Madison Square Garden precludes them from playing home games anywhere other than Madison Square Garden. And so welcome to New Jersey, where the Islanders have a home game. <laughs> it's the strangest <laughs> thing. But this happened at Yankee Stadium, too. Home game in the Bronx, because whatever stupid lease they have there. But um, our fan base is one of the most passionate in the NHL and deserves to experience this memorable event along with our players and entire organization. We look forward to playing our division rival inside one of the largest professional stadiums in the country. Um, yeah, I guess. I, so, like, this had been teased. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're excited. I, I, I know other people are excited for this. 
I don't want to, I know this is going to come off being very negative. I'm not trying to like harsh <laughs> anyone's buzz. If you're excited about it, you should be, obviously this only comes around once every 10 years for the Islanders. So it is, it is a big event. And you know, I was at the last one froze my ass off just like everybody else. I remember, you know, everybody was so united in just getting the hell out of there as soon as they could that I don't remember. I don't think I've ever heard a Rangers fan be like, Oh, we beat you guys at Yankee stadium. Cause they would just get the hell out of there, please. You know, it was, it was who cares the most forgettable two one win you've ever, you've ever seen. But, um, that, you know, so again, maybe I'll come around. Maybe I'll be excited by, about it by February 18th, 2024. I don't know. I mean, it's in the state where in which I live now and I have no desire to really go. Um, but there's just a couple of things about this that sort of bug me. The, the first thing is that for me personally, and this is a personal issue with me and I, I guarantee you not everybody feels this way. I feel like these games have kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Like yep. I, I oh, yeah. feel, yeah. Okay. So I, like I feel about outdoor NHL games, the way a lot of people feel about Marvel movies, like they're all kind of the same. They end at the end of the day. It's just a, it's just a game. It's just another game. It's just another movie. Just another two points. Like it really is not a big deal. And like they have all this backstory and all this stuff that just gives you a head. Like I just, yeah. you know, they're going to, I was getting mad today thinking about this and you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. They're going to make this be like, oh, the Big Apple. It's New York City, baby. The city that never sleeps. And it's like, this is East Rutherford, New Jersey. Like, <laughs> it's not New York City. It's very different. You know, East Rutherford's a nice yeah. place. It's not New York City. And like that, that already bugs me. It's like, and that, because they do that at Jets and Giants games when I watch them on Sundays during the fall. It's like, yeah, this is not New York City. This is, this is New Jersey. This is a different thing. So I'm already a little bit annoyed by that. But again, that's my thing. I, you know, th- I find myself, I don't know, do you do this too? Like, it's, Sometimes it'll be Thursday before I'll even realize, oh, shoot, there's a there's an outdoor game on. Today. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> everyone's like that. Yeah. And, then, and we probably said that a hundred times on this podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, what's on at eight o'clock. So you tune in around eight, ten. You're catching the end of the anthem. Right. And then the guys are walking out and you watch the rest of the game. And it's just like it's just not a big deal anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's all turnkey, right? Like very much. Yeah, like you said, like you said, it's not just yeah. it's not just the games that have jumped the shark. It's the it's the marketing buildup, which mm. is so turnkey. It's yeah, just take take the script that we just used for yeah. sharks and kings outdoors, and right, then fill in Brock Nelson's name where you had Dustin <laughs> Brown's name about how he loved playing <laughs> on on ponds right. as a kid, and uh, right. get a couple shots of the guys, mm. uh, you know, breathing and right the condensation. In mm. their breath or whatever, um, yeah. And and again, like these guys didn't. A lot of them didn't play outside. They played <laughs> in like rec halls, like that you <laughs> see all over the place. We have a ton of them here in Jersey, so like, I don't know what they're having to, talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. And you can I can I can already. I mean, we, if you and I wanted to stop this podcast and take a sharp right turn, we can do mm. the thirty-two thoughts episode that mm. would go out on Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, where they just would talk about the Rangers, obviously, and not, mm. you know, be like, oh, by the way, the, the Islanders are also on the billing. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. But I, yeah. it's, you know, I'm hoping that you could, we've always thought about, like, if, if they had announced that it was going to be Columbus and uh, mm. Pittsburgh and, you know, somewhere in in Ohio or whatever, we, we'd be like, oh, yeah, the Islanders get skipped again. And we'd find a way to complain about that, too. Mm. Of yeah. course, but uh, for sure, yeah. I I think like hopefully that week, hopefully they're good, like too, yeah. Uh, because that changes everything, definitely. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it'd be fun to you know, beat the the daylights out of the Rangers. Yeah, 
in in some cold. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like I, I, it's, I, I've gotten into Australian football over the past few years, uh, and they stole an idea from uh, the rugby league that's in Australia, the NRL, which is called Carnival Weekend, and then in in England, in their rugby their rugby league league, uh, it's called Magic Weekend, and what it is is every team plays games in the same city uh, mm. over a weekend. So this year in the Australian football league, uh, they did it in Adelaide. So mm. all 18 teams went to Adelaide and uh, played games from like Thursday through Monday at mostly they're like two big venues, but come smaller venues around. So I thought it was at, like the idea of having it where you have four teams Playing at the same venue is like a little bit makes it a little bit cooler, I think, because mm. uh, you can't, they're not going to do it. But like you could have done something where it's like, you know, what's stopping you at four? Yeah. Like just have the entire metro just show up, <laughs> you know, right? Like you can that do, cool. yeah, like a a double day night double header with mm. with all eight teams, and yeah, uh, you can make it a festival where you know the, the tailgating scene. It's because it how much is I don't I I mean I know Francesa would know this, but. He, I don't know how many people MetLife holds, but I'm assuming like 80 grand, something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, so like you could sell tickets to you, you're not going to sell sell out to an outdoor hockey game. I don't think mm-hmm. you're, they'll say you are, but it's not going to be full. Mm-hmm. So if you did it with with all eight teams, I think you could actually have a, an interesting kind of idea there. Right. Um, well, but see, that gets to my other problem with this, and this is goes back to their other outdoor game. So the other one was Islanders Rangers at Yankee Stadium, followed by Rangers Devils at Yankee Stadium. This year, it's Devils Flyers at MetLife Stadium, followed by Islanders Rangers at MetLife Stadium. And I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I I look at the world through orange and blue colored glasses. I don't know. But again, maybe you feel this way too. Like, is the implication here, am I crazy in thinking that the NHL is basically saying, we don't think a Devils Islanders game at MetLife Stadium would sell 80,000 yeah. tickets. <laughs> that is, I think that's probably what they're saying. And yeah. like, if you feel that way, and that's totally plausible, if your marketing people don't feel that way, then how about this? Why not have Islanders Devils at Princeton Stadium where, you know, there's a, they got a football stadium out there and like Hobie Baker played there. And these two teams have had lots of NCAA guys. Why don't you just play the state, play the game there? Like, I don't, why, do, how come the Devils and Islanders can't have an outdoor game without the Rangers being involved. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of a slap in the face. I know we're the little brother teams, but I feel like this is taking a little bit. Yeah. Too no, far. I, think, I, I didn't even think about that yet. And now I get, now I'm happy you brought it up so I can feel a little <laughs> slighted about it. Uh, I well, think it's a great point. You know, what's funny is someone was talking, I God, I can't, I can't believe I even read this article, but it was something about, uh, Oh no. It was, yeah. It was Luke Fox jukebox kind oh. of sifting through, uh, Gary Bettman's presser <laughs> and one of the questions was about a second team in Toronto oh of course yeah yeah which is you know, the, I think I know the, where you're going with this yeah and and, and Luke Fox jukebox said you know like it's a huge metro area really passionate sporting fan base kind of like in New York with the Yankees and the Mets <laughs> <laughs> okay and I just wanted to say or yeah like the Islanders and the, the Rangers who play in the sport yeah that, that you're talking about right now and i i hmm. i was just That's so funny yeah yeah amazing uh, i God thought you were gonna me. say because uh pierre lebrun had an article about this too and mentioned this too and 
Gary Bettman's answer, by the way, to this line of question, I don't even know who brought it up or what the question was. It doesn't matter. But Gary Bettman's answer, and again, I, I got to admit, sometimes Gary Bettman does crack me up. I know everybody hates him, but he does crack me up sometimes. Yeah, I think and, he's kind of turning. He's like turning a little <laughs> bit here. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm appreciating the, the. I don't know if there is a, a word for it in in, in wrestling term, but mm. like when a villain, when when you're just kind of like sick of dunking on the villain, so you you join his side. Yeah. Because well, I'm, I'm starting to get there with him. Yeah, he's just got like he gets a big pop. Like that's that's the thing because you know everybody loves the, half the crowd loves the villain and half of them hates him. And in this case, Gary Bettman cracked me up because he he was just like, this is a thing that comes out from the media more than than the board of governors. Like no nobody is coming to them <laughs> with an idea to like literally build put a new team in Toronto. No board of governors member is like, why don't we have a second team in Toronto? This is only a thing that comes out of people like Pierre Lebrun and Luke Fox Jukebox. They're the only people talking about this because the only thing they ever talk about is the Leafs and Toronto. And so to them, this is a big, de- big deal. But to the people who actually could make this happen, they don't care. Like they don't, this isn't on their radar. So whether it's, you know, team owners or board governors. So that, that cracked me up. But yeah, I was just thinking like, man, how, you know, why could, yeah. And like, and again, listen, I, I believe maybe the Islanders and Devils couldn't sell out MetLife Stadium. I, that's, that's plausible. Sure. Why not? But then like, why do we need to drag <laughs> the Rangers around? Yeah. Like, it's just, are the, are the, you know, are they going to sell it out to, I, I don't know, maybe probably, but it's just the whole thing kind of, kind of bugs me. And so yeah. again, no, I, I, know, I mean, you, yeah, like you said, you don't, you just don't need to do it at giant stadium. If you're, if you have, right. or you're worried about the, the ratings or something like the flyers are going to be terrible next year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a great point. And, and um, mm. now I'm, now I'm, I'm with you on that. There you go. On this, this uh, spite, sh- spite ship. And uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I wonder if we're the only us, yeah. I guess, well, it's us and the devils are the only team basically yeah. that, that has this happen to them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm mad on behalf of the Devils. This yeah, is a and, real and like team. It, it kind of adds to the al- al- the alliance. Yeah. This is a know. team with Hall of Famers. They got three damn Stanley Cups. They're a real team. They don't need another team to like, you know, be a crutch to them. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's I'd rather have waited than have the Rangers involved, honestly, but it is what it is. Um let let's play a game real quick. W- without looking this up. So, this will be on February 18th, 2024. There was a Stadium Series game on February 18th, 2023. So this year, just a few months ago, can you tell me where it was and by extension, the two teams that, that played in that game without looking it up? Uh, I was racking my brain thinking Minnesota and Nashville. No, and no, (laughs) it was, (laughs) it was at Carter Finley stadium in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it was hurricanes capitals. That was this year. That was. I remember year. they played an outdoor game, the Hurricanes. <laughs> that was. Four I thought it was like months ago. Yeah, I thought it was like two years ago. You could have told had, me that game was before the pandemic, and I would have yeah. believed you. I had completely forgotten. I was like, "Wait, was this Air Force?" No, no, no. That was actually three years ago. Was the Air Force game uh, between the Kings and Avalanche? And I completely forgot that it was the Kings. I knew it was the Avalanche, but I like there are games in here. Twenty twenty two, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty two, Stadium Series game, Nissan Stadium in Nashville. The Lightning beat the Predators. Really? Like, yeah, seriously? Okay, well, there you go. Why? Why did they play each other? I don't know. Minnesota, by the way, so you weren't too far off. Minnesota did really... play the Blues uh, January 1st, 2022. That was a Winter Classic. Oh, Winter Classic. So. Do we know who the Winter Classic is this year? Yes, it is at uh, T-Mobile Park in Seattle. 
where the Mariners play, and it is Golden Knights and Kraken. Oh, okay. So that's that'll be January first. One of the Elliot Freeman always says, you know, I've, I I always say this, Jeff, and then says something that <laughs> he's you know one of a million platitudes that he says, mm. um, and one that I do agree with is about the like when the NHL has ideas for things and then they don't work out and then everyone kind of piles on them. Yeah. The one stadiums, I don't even know if it was a stadium series game, whatever they were calling it. Uh, the flyers and the Bruins when they played in that forest. Right. Uh, that was can't remember the exactly where it was. That was at Lake Tahoe. Yeah. yeah that one was right. pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, do more of that. Yeah. You know, take that a, was, take a chance and yeah. Uh, that was another two game thing. It was Golden Knights and Avalanche, and then Flyers and Bruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one was fun. Um, yeah. Very different. Very, very cool. Not yeah. cookie cutter at all. Very different. Um, I'm looking at the list, and this is just from Wikipedia. There are two teams that have never made an outdoor appearance. We oh, can boy. remove the Kraken, obviously, because they're yeah. going to get one. Uh, I'm and a knight. Was it? Well, the Kraken. Golden Knights had one already, so oh, right. uh, just... so it's really three teams. But again, the Kraken are getting right. one. So who are the other two teams? I think I can name one. Okay, jumped right right out to my head. Yeah, Columbus. Columbus, correct. And the other one, Which is, this is funny, is pretty obvious know. too because they're the one uh, that has no home. Yeah, so. <laughs> those the poor Coyotes. Right. So they should play each other. That you read my mind one hundred percent. Make it happen, Ohio State or. Whatever, Arizona State, put the ice down. Coyotes, Blue Jackets, make it happen. Doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> That's great. Make it happen. And, and call it the, you're, oh, you're on the list game. That's it. The, the Blue Jackets who are about to hire Mike Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. This is their, that's their, uh, their uh, jump into the uh, the stratosphere. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. But, yeah. So there you go. So um, if you're excited, I hope you stay excited. I hope I get excited. Uh, I don't know. Right yeah, now, it, it's going to depend on how good the team is. One hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we won't know how that works out <laughs> for quite a right. while. And I wonder if this means they'll play the Rangers more than uh, the three times that they did this season. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've been like thinking back to uh, the games I want to like rewatch on on YouTube or stuff from the season, mm. and I was, I'm not even kidding you. I was trying to remember uh, the there was there was a, I know the one Ranger game where they had that comeback mm. uh, where they won, and then they lost one where they had that kind of boneheaded uh, last few minutes where they basically just handed the Rangers a oh right se- yeah, the yeah. season was over yeah you know that they, the Rangers mm. ended their season with like a goal with three minutes left mm. I can't for the life of me <laughs> recall the other one. <laughs> Remember. i've got no idea yeah. um and that's not that's not a good sign for me yeah because usually i can especially if not the islanders win i can i can recall mm. i mean i can i remember like every second of victor kozlov's four goal game against the rangers and you know why you can't remember it's because they both happened in like october or november or something yeah like they were really early in the season yeah because the first i know the first one was part of that crazy you know this we're, we were very scared because mm. they were two and four, and then they had to play yeah. Hurricanes, Rangers. Right. Avalanche. And they shut the Rangers out three nothing. That that's was the on one. Okay. October right. 26th. All right, right. So that's all right. That's the one I thought was a comeback. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got their asses handed to them by the Lightning and Panthers. Yep. And they beat the uh, Rangers, Hurricanes, and Avalanche 
uh, and Blackhawks and Blues all in succession. That's right. Yeah. And then got shut out by Detroit. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then the other game, the second game was November 8th. The Islanders won 4-3. Yeah, that was a comeback game. Yes. That was. Right. Yeah, uh, that was during their comeback period. They'd beaten the, the Flames the night before in overtime. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, that that was such a funny part of the season when they were just coming back all the time, and then they just stopped scoring. Yeah, uh, yeah. this yeah. If you can't remember anything from this season, uh, I wouldn't blame you at all because it's just no. there's so many, yeah. you know, so many different twists and turns. I, I couldn't even, but uh, but yeah. So yeah, I, we'll see. I was just looking up. Um, the uh, schedule usually comes out in early July, so we're probably about a month out from for finding yep. out more and uh yeah we'll have to see uh it'll be interesting to see who's on the rangers too because <laughs> right Pat- patrick kane is out for several months he had surgery so he's yeah. not gonna be surfacing anytime soon and uh let's talk about that for a second <laughs> um boy did it does i, I feel like because it, it was hard to give the rangers exit it's due because the leafs were still playing like they just right. went around mm. um but it was great mm. how the rangers went out and uh the fact that that kane move and all the bullshit that they had to go through mm. to get him on the team. Remember like that one game where they, they like dressed a couple guys, but they couldn't let them step on the ice. Yeah. Oh, they um, were like in, in suspended animation for like two weeks. Because yeah. They had to, oh, this is all preparing for Patrick Kane's arrival. Okay. Yep. Well, and, and yeah, and, and you couldn't, hmm. you couldn't get away from it on, yeah. from the media. Like it was, this was like, you, right. you would have thought that, you know, John Lennon was about to like hop <laughs> over the boards for the Rangers, and, and like to. John Lennon now, like, right. like like oh, he's back. Not only yeah. is it John Lennon, but he he's been reincarnated. That's that's how big a deal they made it feel like. Right. They um, they had to get the salary cap. So for those that don't know, the salary cap like changes every day based on you know whatever is going on, and so they had to wait for the cap to get come down to a certain level so they could acquire him. And yep. for whatever reason, it took like two weeks. Yeah, and they were like, oh my god, they just they just sent down like. Dryden Hunt. Do you know what that means? <laughs> in two weeks, that like this money will count for the yeah. cane. Uh, and then he yeah. was terrible for them. Like, yeah. and I feel like we all probably knew it, but didn't want to say it out loud. Mm. Uh, you know, my, my Ranger fan friends even would say, admit it. Like, they kind of had to feign excitement <laughs> for it. Like, oh, Patrick Kane's a Ranger. Yeah. One in the back of their mind, they're like, this is such a bad idea. <laughs> 19 and... games, five goals, seven assists, 12 points, which like on the surface of things doesn't sound that bad. But if you watched him with yeah. your eyes, you were like, this man is not, yeah, he's not here all here. And he had scored, he scored one goal in the, the, the playoffs, I think. And it was like a breakaway. Yeah. And it was just like an absolute passenger for the <laughs> rest of the time. And <laughs> yeah, it just felt good because like, that's, that's the type of stuff you like to see the Rangers do is, yeah. You know, sign Bobby Holik and and oh my god, you know, just never work. It, it won't work out, and and you know it. Um, and there you go. So yeah, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm so thrilled that the Patrick Kane Rangers yeah. era <laughs> is going to be would would be an episode of of Weird Rangers. Yeah, the podcast if they if, if they had a sense of humor over there, but yeah, no, they do uh, not. Um, and then they they could double him up with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, thirty one yeah. games. Eight goals, thirteen assists, twenty-one points. Again, twenty-one points in thirty-one games. It doesn't sound all that bad, but like this dude was invisible for most of the time. Yeah, and, well, he and, was great at the start, and then they got Kane, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, that was it. Now we got yeah. two of these guys. <laughs> hey, do, do either one yeah. of you want to play some fourth line minutes with yeah. with with Barkley, Goodrow, and maybe try to yeah. win a puck win a puck battle against uh, against Miles Wood or something? Yeah. No, all right, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the the throw in defenseman in that trade. Nico Mikola turned out to 
he was actually almost a more important piece for them than than Tarasenko yeah. was. And people are like, oh my god, he's hurt, and then what are they going to do? So, yeah, those are some typical Ranger moves, and I mean, both of them are going to move on. Kane, I mean, again, he, he's out, so you probably won't see him surface until like January at the earliest. And I mean, I, I would think that Chicago maybe will get him because they're going to have Connor Bedard, but maybe he goes back to maybe he goes back to Buffalo. I mean, he did, yeah. he was from there. He was grew up with Sabres fan. I could see them if they're in the playoff mix. That would be kind of funny to see it again. Here we are shitting on the guy, but like that would for them that would be a huge get, right? Like yeah. to get a whatever fifty year old Patrick Kane bring him in. Be like when we got Cliff Ronick in the middle. Yeah, of exactly. You know? <laughs> and uh, you know, just to have him out there would be kind of cool. But uh, Tarasenko, I don't know. Uh, our friends at the uh, Skates at the Stakes uh, did kind of a, a free agency episode. I guess we could do that one of these days. We'll see. Maybe maybe then our, our next episode we'll do that. But uh, you know, I, I think Tarasenko makes a lot of sense for the Islanders. I really do. But what do you want to play here? I don't know. Do they want to pay him to play here? I don't know. What do you, you know, who knows? But I think he would be, now's the chance, right? So. It, and it would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. At the same time, because hmm. because of the way the Islanders Rangers schedule set up, like <laughs> they never played Patrick right. Kane or Vladimir Tarasenko as Rangers. So he, he right. his his first Islander Ranger game, if that happens, would be with, be with so the Islanders fun. against, uh, against yeah. the Rangers. Um, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I, I think the Islanders, I haven't really, thought too hard about the Islanders offseason because honestly I don't see a point yet yeah <laughs> um, because look we got three months until we're gonna hear who, who, who's on the Islanders mm. uh well every other team will will probably be set in stone a month from now right. uh we know that's just not gonna happen with the Islanders so mm. you know is, is Pierre Engvall an Islander still does he have a a deal in the drawer is he he, he did put out a very yeah. uh noticeable a birthday tweet or whatever or Instagram thing from them. So yeah, it's possible. That's, <laughs> that's basically telling you that that yeah, right. he's got something in in the drawer with Lou, and we'll hear about it yeah. sometime uh, around you know the the pennant push in the in the, <laughs> in the baseball season. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm, I just I I'm trying to to catch my get my bearings for it, but Tarasenko would be. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Kyle Dubas, the Penguins in the mm-hmm. second half. Um, so that now that the potential, you know, fall out of your chair laughing scenario with Dubas to the Islanders is uh, mm. not happening yet. Tarasenko <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be quite as funny, but it would be there would definitely be uh, something, something to it. And mm. the, the move would have a sense of humor to it, especially if it works out. And I would actually think it, it could. It could, yeah. and they could unretire Butch's number for him as well. <laughs> I was going to say another nineteen slash ninety one to yeah. to bring in that would have to wear some other number, but uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I th- you know, there are a few. Uh, this is not a great free agency class, and again, we'll get into it in another episode, I think. But like, I think he's the one guy who, who makes a lot of sense. I mean, Vladimir or- uh, Dmitry Orlov would be perfect uh, for the Islanders. They need a puck moving guy, but uh, he's probably going to price himself right off of there and get some big deal. John Klingberg would be fine, but he was kind of all over the place last year. So there are guys that I think make sense for this team, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if, you know, you never know with, with calendars. And again, we yeah, haven't heard from them talk, so who knows, yeah. but uh, I, the Tarasenko thing has the air of like, boy, that would be funny. <laughs> like yeah. that's, you know, everybody else would just be a free agency signing, but he would be like, a <laughs> kind of free agency signing. so there you go. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the Stanley cup final which just did start very little. Uh, But then we are going to finish out our Kyle Dubas trilogy by talking about his new job at the Pittsburgh Penguins 
And uh, hopefully we never talk about this guy again. Uh, so come back on the other side and join us there. If you want to hear this podcast without the obtrusive corporate corp- commercial interruptions, head over to patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Sign up for one of our subscription tiers. Plans start as low as two bucks a month and you get ad-free episodes. You get bonus podcasts. You get Mike's newsletter. You get Islanders uh, Book Club and uh, much, 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 much more. So that is patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Sign up today. You'll get content all throughout the summer. So you won't miss a thing. I promise you. It's great. And uh, come back on the other side and we'll uh, keep uh, keep the discussion going. Thanks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now a word from our favorite sponsors. First, as always, VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, jerseys, and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and the Island merch. And our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more, use the code 4CUPS, F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety puck. That is VintageIceHockey.com. They're open all summer long, so just because it's not hockey, hockey's not being played, well, at least it is for a little while, uh, you can still get stuff anytime you want at VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinotproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Uh, Okay, let's talk real quick about the Stanley Cup Final, which began Saturday night versus the the Florida Panthers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, The Panthers... Sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes in hilarious fashion and the Golden Knights almost sweeping the Dallas Stars who woke up long enough to win two games and then fall flat on their faces in game six. Uh, Good job, J.B. Ben, getting uh, suspended and then coming back and being a complete non-factor 
great way to end a season there. Um, you know, to me, this is kind of a cool matchup. Uh, Vegas won game one. I believe it was 4-2, 5-2, I think. Um, but it was a, it was pretty tight until uh, the Florida kind of collapsed a little bit. And uh, the funny thing about this is, you know, you, you read all these predictions and stuff. And, I mean, we're not going to make a prediction. I mean, I, I'm not going to make a prediction because I have no idea. But uh, I find it funny that people were like, uh, you know, I, I think Panthers goaltending is going to fall apart. Bob is just not going to be able to make it. They had two weeks off, which is, as we know, has happened to the Islanders a couple of years ago, the kiss of death. But I find it funny that nobody has any faith in the in the Panthers goaltending. Meanwhile, the guy manning the pipes for Vegas is Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill, the guy who was like, wasn't he like the third stringer for the Coyotes for a while there? Yeah. This is the guy who you're putting all your faith into. And meanwhile, the guy with two Vezinas, you're like, ah, he's going to fall apart eventually. Really? Is he? So I just kind of find it funny. And uh, I, I don't I have no I have no skin in this game. I don't care who's going to win. Uh, I think Florida winning would be actually kind of funny. Uh, Vegas, you know, it is what it is. They'll they'll. They try been trying hard, so uh, they'll get there. But uh, did you watch Game One? And uh, if uh, what did you think of it? I did not actually. I was at the uh, I was at the darts. Oh, that's right, Madison Square Garden, um, which was fabulous. Probably Talk better than a the game. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. I I was actually incredibly uh, surprised with how good the crowd was uh, mm-hmm. at MSG on Saturday night for. Uh, like the quarterfinals, semis, and and final, um, it was just really, really good. Um, great darts too, like the great crowd. I met a I met a Leafs fan. Mm. I I saw him on Friday night. He was wearing a St. Pat's jersey, and I uh, I guess this kind of tells you about the Stanley Cup final. Mm. Uh, if I'm talking about the the darts instead of it, but mm. um. Yeah, I saw this guy, and uh, I was like, you know, just went over to him and said, you know, fuck the Leafs. <laughs> um, and he, <laughs> he was laughing, and he was with his wife, and he's like, yeah, no, I hate them too. <laughs> uh, I really do. And, yeah, and I uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I explained I was an Islander fan, and mm. we talked about Darcy Tucker, Wendell Clark. I told him about our Weird Islanders episode mm. about Wendell Clark, and we just went on this entire <laughs> kind of conversation. And what it showed me was that that the the Leafs the fans that we see mm. and think kind of represent the entire fan base. It's kind of like when someone does something stupid in a crowd and like throws like me throws like a a beer on the, the ice, and mm. they're like that doesn't represent the entire fan base. That's mm. just one bad egg. It's almost like the inverse with the Leafs, where it's like these these online people mm. are what we think about with these with representing the fan base. And this was just like a normal dude from uh, right. like Durham, Ontario. I think he said he was wow. from and uh, couldn't have been more normal. And he just is talking about how he hates uh, the Leafs. He hates how the, the media just Kyle Dubas could have walked outside and, you know, set someone's house on fire and they would have said he, he probably has a good reason for this. <laughs> um, and, uh, I was like, man, it's, it's just so refreshing to talk to someone like a, just a normal ter- Toronto Maple Leafs right. fan. Like, mm. uh, it was great. And then he said, and then he sh- told me he's a, he does like YouTube rants and I watched a mm. bunch of them and on the train ride home and was cracking up. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, he hates John Tavares. His, his, like his saying on his channel is John Tavares where pucks go to die. <laughs> um, he wants them to trade Mitch Marner. He told me that Mitch Marner's, he, he like 
has heard stories about Mitch Marner's dad, like growing up and, you know, because wow. uh, he, he, he's like, I don't like him as a player, mm. but I don't blame him because like, he's such a you know petulant little, yeah, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, but I don't really blame him for acting like that. Like he had the worst hockey dad imaginable oh and he still God. does. And he went wow. on this whole thing, but um, somebody's taking the crown from Carl uh, Lindros. I remember yeah, for many, like, yeah. many years it was Carl Lindros. Yeah. No, it's this guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a great conversation, and mm. um, that's the beautiful thing about the darts is like mm. I, I went up to to say something. I didn't say it host, like in a hostile way. Fuck the Leafs, but like I said something hostile yeah. by definition. Um, but like I said it with a smile, I was like laughing, mm. and I made sure I he saw my Islanders hat before. I did it, and um, nobody nobody goes to the darts to have a a bad time. Like, sure, everyone, you you go there to just enjoy the show and the absurdity. And uh, so I, I I I I knew this guy who was a big, pretty big dude wasn't gonna just like rock me in my face for saying that. I, I imagine um, that going to a, a Leafs game is probably the exact opposite of that. Yes, nobody's yes. going there for a good time. Really, yes, yeah, exactly. Hate on the yeah. team or whatever, or hate on the yeah. other team. Well, because if if look if 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 you're at the darts and you see someone else at the darts, you're like, well, that person gets it. They they've right. got a yeah, sen- exactly. they've got the sense of humor that's required to yeah. enjoy what what we're all doing here. Yeah. Um, it's probably and, like a wrestling show. You know, people yes. are there because they get it, basically. Yes, exactly. Uh, world part <laughs> is weird thing, but uh, yeah, but yeah. So Stanley Cup final. Uh, those are my <laughs> thoughts on it right now. But no, I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm like you. I I I have. It feels good. Just to have no, and and it's been a couple, you know, weeks now since right. the Leafs got eliminated to just be in full relaxation mode and not not care at all who wins. Mm-hmm. And even last year's Stanley Cup final, like we we needed the Lightning to beat the Rangers, and we thanked them because they beat the Leafs and the Rangers last spring. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were still the team that you know, broke our heart into a million pieces two years in a row. And and then yeah. there's that whole Devon Taves thing on the other side. So yeah, there was, was still some kind of like. Yeah. awkwardness to it um, yeah and i barely the, watched last year's yeah, just didn't, yeah. i couldn't and, get into it yeah but also like we 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 had just gotten out of hell with the rangers so like yeah <laughs> we had to get away from the, the right and then the year before that was the, right. the lightning after they stomped on our th- hearts right. and then the year before that was the lightning <laughs> they stomped on our hearts and right. um, also like last year you know the islanders season was so bad that yeah I almost didn't really want to watch. I barely exactly. watched the playoffs yeah. too. Now that I remember, think about it. But I, I watch way too much of those last. <laughs> you know, I could tell you every every minute of uh mm. of those games still. That's the Rangers and the yeah. Louis Domingue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, Andrew Gross. That's on you. Yeah, exactly. This, yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's it's fun to just kind of just enjoy the this random. It feels like. Mm like a good old uh Stanley Cup final from the late nineties or early two thousands where he, oh ducks the ducks are playing in the Stanley Cup right, final yeah. against the Devils. <laughs> that's cool. Or the Ducks right, and the Senators yeah. are playing. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Oil- Oilers, Hurricanes. That was a that was a yeah. one that I, I remember fondly. Stars uh, Devils was a very underrated final. I thought that was a good one. You know, uh, Dallas and and the Devils. That was a good one. Dallas Buffalo, sure. Sign yeah, me up. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like these 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 are the teams that we like. If it's not going to be the Islanders, right? Throw throw someone in there that uh, mm. is it going to ruin our lives? So uh, <laughs> I appreciate it a lot from that yeah. standpoint. Um, yeah. 
Speaking of ruining lives, and again, Vegas is up one nothing. I, I fully, I think this is going to be a long series, and I fully expect Matthew Kachuk to be the most hated man in Vegas before long. Like I feel like you could already tell he got thrown out of Game One for doing whatever. I don't even know, but I have a feeling that at some point the Vegas Golden Knights are going to make it their mission to like hurt this guy, and that's when they're going to start losing games. Like it just it feels like that's kind of where we're going. Uh, It'll be kind of fun to see. Well, you, you mean Matthew Kachuk, the the new transcendent star? Yes, Mister Mister Grow the Game. Yeah. Did you know uh, that he was on the uh, NBA intermission show during uh, one of the Heat playoff games? And boy, what a job he did, Jeff! Such, <laughs> su- such a great ambassador for the game. And and even though that Shaq and Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith had absolutely no idea who he was, it was a really great showing. And uh, I, I don't know this. But we're making fun of Thirty Two Thoughts and. They played a clip, and Kenny Smith said, uh, "You know, he's from New York, and he grew up as a, an Islanders Rangers fan." <laughs> and I was like, "There's no such thing, man. What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's just that's I, Kenny Smith is either lying or is misremembering, or I don't, I don't know, or maybe he was he played both sides back then. But they they played this off as like, "Oh yeah, he 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 has like his bona fides because he's from New York." And I'm like, "No one would ever say they were an <laughs> Islanders Rangers fan. Nobody who's a real yeah. fan, anyway." So. Uh, the, so Kenny Smith, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, not, it it's such a anytime an, a, a hockey player pops up on a show that is on you know, outside of mm. uh, you know it's on basic cable or TNT or a, a show of some popularity. It's mm. boy, does that horse get beaten to death very quickly. <laughs> And, and over and over and over again. And uh, I heard more about Matthew Kachuk on that show from all sorts of corners of the internet than I heard about you know, uh, like Succession or whatever. It was like, right. I, I don't think that this guy, nobody who's watching inside the NBA right now is going to wake up tomorrow and say, <laughs> man, <laughs> right. I've been missing out this whole time because – this Matthew Tika 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 Chuck is that I can't remember how to pronounce, but that guy was so cool with his mm. hockey beard and lingo, and his dad is also a hockey player, and so is his brother. This is mm. I'm totally gonna yeah. trade in my Marcus mm. Camby jersey for a Matthew Kachuk jersey or something. <laughs> that's I feel like that's what these people think happens yeah. when when mm. Matthew Kachuk goes on. The Today Show or something, yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna see the impact of this when yeah. when when the next often Austin Matthews gets drafted, he's probably gonna point to to this moment mm. where he oh, saw Matthew Kachuk on Inside the NBA, and that's when he he wanted to start playing hockey. Oh, you're gonna get this with Connor Bedard in Chicago. Oh my God, what a what? How great is this? How great a way to sell the game by putting this young hot star in this hockey hotbed that's been such a a great market for the league for so long. I mean, if you haven't lost half the Blackhawks fans already <laughs> over how they've played the last couple of years, yeah, the ones who are there are going to be there and sticking around. I don't know how many more, you know, maybe you'll get some, a couple of new fans, but I think it'll be a while before they, they yeah. reach that level. But um, yeah, there's uh, the way they, they kind of do this. And you know, I think he was on people magazine too, or yeah. in people magazine, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Um, yeah so Barkley another- is a hockey family. He's talked about this before, but Shaq was like, I don't know what you do, man, but you seem like a cool guy. Like, <laughs> okay, thanks, Shaq. <laughs> like, basically, Shaq did the same thing to Keith Kachuk 
that he did at UBS Arena when they were unveiling Shaq's Big Chicken. You know, like this is I don't know what's going on here, but it seems like a pretty cool place. Hey, thanks, Shaq. Here's a jacket. Like, you know, everybody just everybody just wants to hang with Shaq. I want to hang with Shaq too. I I, I uh you know to bring back bring darts back up, like if if Michael Smith or Michael Van Gerwen went on that show, it would be a big deal because there's a lot of people who are watching that show who don't know that there is a, such a thing as professional right. darts and like that that is a, a massive kind of spectator sport in on another continent. The way that 32 Thoughts and other hockey media members talk about when something like this happens, Matthew Kachuk going on inside the NBA, it's like, yeah, no, these people know how the NHL exists. Yeah. They 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 already know hockey is a thing. Right. It's a professional sport that they've grown up and they know hockey fans and mm. they just choose not to watch. And that's <laughs> totally fine. And yeah, it's not yeah. yeah, they watch the show that this guy's on. Right. Um and this there this guy is probably speaking to Shaq as there's another hockey game going on. Mm. Uh you know, another playoff game. So mm. they are they're not they're actively not watching and that's totally fine. Can we just get over it the way that you want to know how where these these hockey fans are gonna these new hockey fans are gonna come from in in florida it's because the team was good yeah that's it i'm 100 percent convinced it's the only way you grow the game now is is you just have a good team yeah and we've seen it with this fan base like the team was good there's so many more islander fans yeah the team was bad i would have to beg (laughs) <laughs> bars to put the game on i'd have to yeah. you know it's that's all it is just yeah. team good more fans team bad less fans yeah. matthew kachuk going on inside the nba uh <laughs> is it gonna get somebody who isn't a hockey fan in columbus ohio to start watching the blue jackets yeah what will is if the blue jackets do what the devils did this season yeah i mean or you know they take yeah they take a friend to a game and yeah. they're like oh it was awesome I'm going to watch this now. That That's the best way to do it. Even and, a bad and you know game. why they'll say it's awesome? Because right. their team was good and they won. Like- yeah, basically. Yeah. Speaking sure. of, of things getting twisted and, and media that uh, are off the rails, uh, we got a very lovely four-star review on, on Apple Music. And if you haven't done that already, please do so. Take some time this summer. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. And I don't have the person's name in front of me, but we really do appreciate four-star review. I, I can't thank you enough. But the review said that they liked our Islanders, you know, discussion and coverage, but we do talk about the Leafs too much. And this person was 100% correct. We have talked about the Leafs an awful lot in the last couple of weeks. And and I'm here to tell you, we're going to do it one more time, except this time we aren't actually talking about the Leafs. We are talking about their former general manager, who is now president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, We'll try and keep this as brief as possible. uh, And, uh, you know, we'll we'll get into it. Hopefully we'll, you know, we'll keep it at about 10 or 15 minutes or so, but we do have to tie up Kyle Dubas trilogy here. And uh, Dubas was announced uh, with much, you know, fanfare as the president of the Penguins, I guess, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it was uh, just a half hour before Brad Trilliving was announced as the Leafs new general manager. This of course created great controversy and people wanted to know if they, the Penguins did this on purpose. Was this sort of starting a rivalry, kind of getting getting under the Leafs skin, so to speak, by just kind of needling them by by announcing this just before their press conference with their new general manager. Guys, pull your head out of your ass, please. Come on, give me a break. Um as far as Trilliving goes, the, the seems like the consensus is sort of like 
this is fine. Like I just, you know, he's done the job. Obviously he was in Calgary for a long time. Didn't have a ton of playoff success, but kind of gets the job. And I think even people that were upset about Dubas leaving, and we'll talk about them in a second, um, you know, they recognize it. This could have been a lot worse, I guess. The, the hockey men are happy because there's another hockey man in charge, and the computer boys are trying to convince themselves that he's not a complete dolt. So, you know, nobody's really all that mad about it. It just sort of is what it is. Dubas, on the other hand, going to Pittsburgh has created all kinds of brain explosions all over the place, <laughs> no more so than at The Athletic, which is Kyle Dubas HQ. Uh, I put out a tweet today. This is a very small sampling of some of the stuff that's gotten read and written lately. Um, these guys, and by we're focusing on a couple of people here right now. Jonas Siegel, James Myrtle, who are both on the Leafs beat, and now Josh Yoey, who is, covers the Penguins. These guys are, I, I don't even know how to describe what they're they're doing here. Like, I just, this guy has gotten so much praise for doing so little that I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like I, I got to find the, the, the yo, the Yoey article and read it out loud because it's so insane that this guy, he gets all this, this praise, this incredible praise when he has the same exact playoff record as Garth Snow. In half the time, like that's, he, he gets talked about like he's Bill Torrey, but he's got the playoff record of Garth Snow. Think about that for a second, right? And so I'm just, the Yoey thing, so the headline is Kyle Dubas and the Penguins are a perfect fit. And he writes, now think about the Penguins. Think about their history. What makes them unique? Think about Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Paul Coffey, Chris Letang. The Penguins during the past 40 years have become the Lakers of the NHL. They could have their own wing in the Hockey Hall of Fame. They ooze star power. The Penguins didn't become the most important NHL franchise this century because they're big or because they play defense or because they trap you to death. Nah, they play a beautiful game. When the NHL was stuck in a world of goons, cheap shot artists, and neutral zone nonsense, Lemieux was calling it a garage league. The Penguins were way, way ahead of their time. Dubas was meant to run this team. He likes to make moves and likes to push offense. He's aggressive and fearless. Craig Patrick was the same way once upon a time. Ray Shiro, too. Jim Rutherford was probably the ultimate example. Those three have accounted for five Stanley Cup rings. That's Josh Yowie in The Athletic. That's my dramatic interpretation of that. And it just goes on and on. I, I don't know how else you could read it. I just, it's, it's insane. And this is, this is a guy who had just met Kyle Dubas that morning. And he came away <laughs> and wrote this. It's absurd. It's so absurd. And I can't even like these guys read what they write, I guess is probably what I'm trying to get. I just and then Myrtle today, get ready for a penguins maple leaves rivalry on and off the ice. Dude, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because one guy's one team's general manager is yeah. now like what? Who does that? Who's who, what rivalry has started because you hired our former general manager that half the, the fan base hates? What are you crazy? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, it's you and I have been going back and forth, listening and reading this kind of stuff. And I know that makes us sickos, but like, it's, it's hard not to, it's so insane. It's like, it's like looking into the eyes of a crazy person. I just don't know where these guys are coming from. It's crazy. And, and, and I don't know. It's you listen. So you listen to the Leafs report podcast today. Yeah, I did as well. So like, what, what was your takeaway from that? Cause that's, that's Siegel and Myrtle. Uh, I guess kind of after true living was, was introduced 
but it, it, it was something, right? Like it was crazy. Yeah. It's, I think the reason that we, we can't help ourselves is because after you read something like the, the Josh Oe piece, <laughs> which I had to do that, that kind of uh, like cartoon thing when, when they're like wiping their eyes because they can't believe what they're seeing. Mm. And then he keeps doing it like, oh no, it's real. I think the reason that we, we were addicted to this stuff is because you think it just can't jump the shark any further. I know. But it's it does. It gets crazier. Mm. It gets it gets crazier, even though you don't think it's humanly possible for it to. Right. And there's no way that these people don't realize that people are like Yeah. Making fun of them. Jonah Siegel's article, uh, which I mean, it didn't go viral, but it went, it made the rounds Mm. uh, among not just people like you and me, uh, and and sorry uh, to to that person who is, uh, who did review us uh, about this Leafs talk, uh, um, because, uh, but as Dan and I say every episode, we know what, and we fully admit that what we're doing is is sort of hip, hypocritical here and um <laughs> and bizarre and and right. sick uh but when you read an article like that you you reading an article is is a, is a very singular lonely thing there's no you're not reading it with other people hmm. so you when you read that article uh you you don't have somebody sitting next to you maybe you're at your desk at work maybe you're on a train maybe you're just sitting on the couch reading it you can't turn to somebody and say Holy shit, I think I just read the craziest thing. <laughs> the most unhinged yeah. article I've ever read in all sports media. Because mm. um, I think that was, honestly, that Jonas Siegel article so to me. You're, you're talking about the one confusion and hurt ripples through yes. Maple Leafs in wake of Kyle Dubas' dismissal. This was from he, May 25th. He wrote it as if he was on the ground in, in Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and I really don't mean to, to like, right. I understand the gravity. Hmm. But that's the tone of this yeah. article. And the whole it's, thing is based off of two quotes from two anonymous staffers that are clearly upset about Dubas, you know, losing his job. Two quotes. Yeah, one of them says they were mourning. Yeah. That's what two I'm quotes. talking about. Like that. And then the whole, there's another thousand, fifteen hundred words after that based on two quotes. <laughs> and it, the, 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 the tone setter of the, the whole article too, is just, I, I don't, understand how these guys Siegel, Myrtle, Joshua Cloak, who I think is just you know taking a breather at this point, because the fact that he's not getting in this in, involved in all this is yeah, it's gotta be killing him. But um the that these guys can put this stuff out there on a what is the, the like the athletic is the mainstream media at this point. Like you yeah. are the kind of hockey media center in terms of the written form here uh which is another thing i think is hilarious is you got all these kind of like cheeky clever uh way too online writers Mm. who maybe do or do not have models and they like to to think (laughs) that they're you know sticking it to the man and with this like upstart bootstrapping hockey site we're like no man you're you are the mainstream media Mm. Um, but the fact that the, uh, the mainstream site puts out stuff like this and nobody's like, can somebody please pump the brakes? Mm. Like Mahatma Gandhi didn't just die. <laughs> Kyle Dubas just went, took another job. Um, 
And he, this, this is the, my favorite. This, this is how this article starts. And this is what I mean about what I said about it being on the ground in like a war-torn country. Anger, confusion, shock, disappointment. Those are some of the feelings reverberating around the Maple Leafs right now in the aftermath of Kyle Dubas' firing as general manager last week. The Athletic reached out to several people who worked for the Leafs this week. And anonymity was granted to them as they were not permitted by the team to speak to the media. This story reflects their feelings at the moment and speaks to the level of disillusionment that team president Brendan Shanahan and the next GM of the Leafs will have to work to unwind. I'm in mourning right now, one person who worked in the front office with Dubas during his time with the Leafs said. There is a real sense of loss for the staff members. <laughs> like, how? How, how, does this, how does this get to an editor and the editor doesn't mm. immediately call the cops? And it's like, mm. you, need to, yeah. you need to go to Jonas Siegel's house and you need to take his phone away from him and his computer well, and you need to take down his Kyle Dubas poster and you just need to send him <laughs> very far away because I'm a little the, concerned. The end- the answer is because the editor yeah, feels the same way. It's it's James Myrtle. Like he's he wrote the thing about the Leafs and Penguins having a rivalry, and it's like, what? Like I I mean again, the Leafs and Islanders had a thing, but that that had nothing to do with Dubas. It was more about Tavares yeah. leaving. It wasn't because Dubas is that or or Lou running the Islanders after having run the Leafs. Like that was all about Tavares. It wasn't. It's not a, necessarily a rivalry. It's more like we hate that guy. And that's it. You know? It's, it's and they, like saying the, the, the Cubs and the Red Sox have one because Theo Epstein left. To, like, yeah. I don't, think, I don't right. think I could think of one instance that even mm. would come close to that. There's 798 mm. comments on this Jonas Siegel uh, article, by the way, which is <laughs> got to be a record. That's what I mean. Like these guys, like if you're, if mm. you're art, you don't think that they, they don't send engagement numbers and like, hey, we need your, mm. your engagement numbers to get up or your readership to get up. Jonas Siegel got an email from probably the president of the New York Times who owns the Athletics. Like, hey, man, keep doing what you're doing because you've got yeah. 800 comments on a story about a guy I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so on that Leaf Report episode, uh, Myrtle actually kind of like asks, he says to Siegel, like, you know, you, a lot of people are complaining of that you're, you know, too too much into you write too much about Kyle, and and Jonas's answer is whatever, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> Like, it's almost like, I almost felt like he was going to say, you don't know him like yeah. I know him. So, of course, I'm going to write, you know. But then Myrtle, what did he, he say? He said, he said that said he used something... to get killed for being too critical. And right. now now yeah. is the opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, like, that, they're two completely different things. Like, read what you're writing, right. dude. Oh, that was what it was. He was like, you know, Dubas is so divisive. He's so divisive. It, it's crazy. Dude, he's divisive because you guys keep writing about him like he invented the sport. And then you go look at, the, <laughs> at his, what his team's accomplished. He won one game in the second round in five years. So, like, there's a disconnect there. That is why he's divisive. Yeah. Because we're looking at, at a guy who didn't do much with an all-star team, and you're talking about him like he invented the wheel. Like, I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't even say he's polarizing. Talk. I would just say people don't like right. you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's it. They, that's it. And And, and – I got to give credit to there's lots of people in the comments, by the way, are just as much yeah. as part of the show as these articles are in their ridiculousness. And the top article, if you search by most likes on the Yoey piece, it's a person named Randall P. And I've been thinking about this comment now for a couple of days. He just wrote, man, this is a world class waxing of Dubis's beam. <laughs> and he's got 229 <laughs> upvotes or thumbs up or whatever. And 
I salute you, Randall P. I don't know who you are. I don't know what, but like you nailed it. You just nailed it. Like that's what it is. It is a world class waxing of this man's pain. And he had been on the job for two hours at this point. All he did was have a press conference where he said, that's where it. people said, hey, what's your plan? He's like, try to get good players. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. That's an, and that's another thing, too, because this came up with Trivial Living, too. It is so like the Penguins guys were like, wow, Dubas is really doing well here. He's really he's very coming across as very personable and very intelligent. I'm, I'm really listening to what he's saying here. This is he's a very compelling speaker. Meanwhile, Treliving is giving a converse, uh, a press conference at the same time or the day before, and these Leafs guys are like, you know, I was I was a you know concerned, but now after hearing Treliving speak, he's he seems very intelligent. He's very forth you know forthcoming, and I, I you know I feel a lot better. And he's really composed. And dude, this guy was a general manager in the NHL for ten years. <laughs> what do you think he was doing? Like drooling on himself? What the hell's the matter with you? Like the, every team puts their press conferences on YouTube. You can go watch them. They, it's like they, they, it's like they thought that the Geico caveman was going to come through. The I don't even like Bradshaw living as a job. I don't even know the guy. But I mean, he's, he's, he's gave ten years worth of press conferences in Calgary. Nobody watched one of them. And then the Dubas thing. It's like it's it's like your your cousin or your son or your neighbor's kid giving a speech at school about you know the the Revolutionary War or something. Like, oh, he did such a good job, such a great job. I really believed you were Abraham Lincoln there. Like yeah, okay, <laughs> what? just that this is this is the baseline now can the guy give a press conference without pissing his pants like it's just okay these are professionals this is their their job job. and they're giving out (laughs) grades to press conferences right yeah what would you give tree living's opening a c plus yeah i would say probably solid c plus like yeah right did you was it i don't was it barack obama like giving a a, a, right the speech (laughs) the state of the union no it was brad tree living like Right. Nobody's going to remember and, and anything. Of, uh, no. And they both say the same thing. Trying to yeah. get better. You know, I'm going to talk to the players. You know, this is a good team. And that's, that's, we're you're not, talking we're about baselines. Yeah. Like, w- w- did you expect yeah. them to come up there and be like, yeah, no, we're, uh, are, we're going right. to, we're, we're fully tanking. We're just going to, yeah. you know, Matthews, yeah. Nylander trading them both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I talked to Malkin already. He's got his ticket for LA. <laughs> I, I booked yeah. it already. So you he's got to try to trade for he's Josh cool. Bailey. But yeah, what is going on these days? It is like we kept saying last episode, the unhinging. It just continues. Yeah. And it's continued. I, uh, I, I don't understand how these people aren't looking inward at all at this point. Mm. Myrtle and Siegel, especially I'll give some credit to Luke Fox jukebox. Like he's kind of moving (laughs) on. Like he gets it. Like, Every time James Myrtle and Jonas Siegel open their mouths or take out their quill, mm. it's almost as if they're thinking, if I can just write this as hard as I can, right. there's a chance that Dubas comes back. Come He's going to come back. He'll see yeah. this. Every, everything. Back. And somebody just somebody needs to just grab them by their collar. A loved one <laughs> just needs to say, you know, buddy, mm. he's not coming back. Like, it's... Yeah. it's He's gone. He's so, gone. Um, and they better be ready for the, the next couple of days are going to be tough for, for these guys, but hopefully it'll help them because I don't, I don't know how anyone can, can go on. And, and like I said, 798 comments on it, on that story. And if you read them, they're like, everyone's like, dude, get a grip, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They no, talked about it on, on real Kipper and born. They talked about yeah. it on 
the Jeff Merrick show or something. And then everyone's like, you know, I like Jonas, but this is <laughs> nuts. Yeah. They're very political. They're like, well, he's just, just reporting what people are saying. Like, yeah. no, he is editorializing no. what yeah. they're saying. And there's a, there are those people were anonymous. There's a decent chance that one of them might've been mm. James Myrtle. And, and in my head, I've, I've imagined this, <laughs> in my head, I've imagined this kind of thing going that. on at the athletic now where, uh, yeah. like, Siegel's Siegel's like just lobbing HR complaints at Yohi for for like yeah. bu- bullying him with with the way he's mm. writing about Dubis and just like mm. he's he's rubbing it in my face like this is not right and, and now there's this <laughs> the rivalry is not between the Maple Leafs and the Penguins the rivalry mm. is between Jonas Siegel and Josh Cloak and uh, James Myrtle and Josh Yohi now right. it's, and Rob Russo yes, and Rob yeah. Rossi it's like a guy, yeah so. the, 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 right. a girl a girlfriend who's left their ex to, to go with someone else who's in the same school and the, the camps are now divided and uh, it's and it's all for someone who won one playoff round plus one game yeah with austin matthews mitch marner william nylander morgan riley none of which none of whom he drafted <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. yeah I know it's it's crazy. Um, shout out Thomas Drance, by the way, who had the winners and losers, <laughs> as you were saying after the thing. And uh, everybody's a winner except for yeah. Brendan Shanahan. That was literally the the, the, the basis of the whole thing. Everybody was a winner except for Brendan Shanahan, yeah. who's a huge, huge loser because he lost. You know, I, I'm going to go on record and say it again. Like I despise Brendan Ch- Brendan Shanahan. He's one of my least favorite <laughs> NHL players ever. Uh, but boy, do I feel thankful for all he's provided me. And and you even oh, said yeah. it to it, and I was happy you were the one to say it because I was a little nervous um, <laughs> that I was the only one thinking it. When when Dubis did leave and they had their press conferences and it ended, it kind of felt like, okay, like it's over now, and mm-hmm. you know this is probably going to be our final bite at the apple to talk about this as much as you know as for as long as we can, and with this much source material to jump all over. Um, at least until October. And yeah, it, it, I am a little sad that, you know, listening to, <laughs> listening to Jeff, the Jeff Marrick show and Kipper and Bourne, like we won't hear Luke Fox jukebox come on uh, and talk about Kyle Dubas watch or, yeah, you know, there's no, it's just, it's going to be gone. So, you know, maybe the, mm. F, you know, the, the, the sickos, the true sickos in all of this are, are you, me and, and the people who, who are, <laughs> part of what this shaded Freud uh yeah because yeah now that it's it's seriously winding down I'm like god what am I gonna do with my life with like how am I gonna yeah. fill the time if I can't listen to stuff about the the, right. the Leafs tearing tearing down the Leafs and mm. Kyle Dubas lying to everybody oh I actually wanted to just say that real quick he oh. lied like can can we all just yeah. everybody say <laughs> you can just say it Family like thing. he lied to everybody which is fine that's what general managers and coaches do they lie all the time. It's part of their job is to not tell the truth to the media because you're not going to go out. Barry Trotz was never going to go out there and say, oh, yeah, you know what our plan is tonight? We're going to we're going to do a hard left wing lock to try to shut down mm-hmm. Jake Gensel tonight because, you know, he's doing this. And they're just mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you that stuff. They're going to lie. Right. And he lied. And all we heard for a week mm-hmm. and a half was about how Kyle Dubas would never lie to anybody. And I believe him. And he's he said mm-hmm. that he's not going to go anywhere else and pop up anywhere else. And then. He goes to Pittsburgh, oh. and everyone's like, "Well, I kind of understand why." Yeah. Well, his family. Hopefully, hopefully, his family feels okay about living in Pittsburgh. 
I just, I, I, no, nobody's, no, not one person's going to go back and, you know, just correct themselves and say, you know what? I wrote 600 words about how great this guy was, who, who is, I don't know. I, I said, he's not my friend. They all, they always love to, to couch, to, to make sure to like park that in there. I know him personally and I respect him on a professional level and, but we're not friends. Like, yeah, of course not. He's the general manager of Toronto Maple Leafs and you write for the, a media outlet. Yeah. Right. Like you're not. Well, uh, at one point Myrtle made a comment in some, one of these articles about like, I don't, I don't care who, who's <laughs> the general manager or like, I don't care. I don't have a stake in the team. Winning. Dude, so, come on. Are you, are you kidding uh, me? Like, yeah. You clearly never read what just, you write. Yeah. Like, it's just, he, he lied. It's ludicrous. And, and yes, nobody, nobody definitely. will just, nobody will <laughs> say, Oh, by the way, take back the 600 words yeah. that I said about this guy, just being genuine and honest and raw and, um, that he would never do something like this because he just did in front of millions of people. So, <laughs> but and they're also mentioning that he almost left to run the Avalanche a couple of years ago before yeah. Shanahan yeah. was like, "All right, fine, fine, fine. You be GM. We'll let Lou go." And that sort of precipitated the whole thing. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot, but again, I I get it. Like I, we want to move on to other stuff. We don't have a lot of Islander stuff to talk about. This is sort of like the main topic of conversation. We keep ingesting this stuff because it is so fascinating on a morbid level, but I promise we're done. <laughs> At well, least yeah. for a little while. Like, something like Kyle Dubas said, you know, in the, yeah. in the same way that he lied, like we're lying now because we're saying like, <laughs> look, we're done. And our full intention is yeah. to be done. But when Josh, Yo he writes, you know, when he tweets a picture of himself with a new Kyle Dubas tattoo where like the, on like the yeah. Pittsburgh penguin yellow triangle instead of the penguin, it's just like a, a picture of Kyle <laughs> Dubas's face or something. We're we're yeah. gonna have to talk about that. Um, and we're gonna have to talk about Jonas well, Siegel's reaction to it, with where he gets his own tattoo to commemorate the. They'll have to put years. glasses on the penguin. Basically, <laughs> that'll be the whole thing. So it is it is something else. But this is again, you know, you, you got to have a trilogy. You can't stop it too <laughs> when something is working. And so we had to have the trilogy. Trilogy is done now. We will move on to other topics, hopefully, in the next couple of episodes. Uh, we don't have to talk about this anymore. But uh, Dubas, by the way, on his first day, uh, fired three people <laughs> from the uh, Penguins front <laughs> office who were all like Ron Hextall uh, supporters. Uh, so uh, that's, that's off to a great start. Speaking of Ron Hextall and other topics, uh, we did a great episode of Weird Islanders, the podcast, last week with my friend Bill Matz, who is a fan of all things Philly. And uh, we talked about Ron Hextall. Short-time Islander, very bad general manager for both the Flyers and Penguins. We had a good time talking about that. But he's a Flyers legend, and, and Bill was the perfect guy to talk about talk to about that. And uh, it was fantastic. So if you haven't listened to that, check it out. Also check out Broad Street Hockey Radio, where Bill is the master of funny games. We had a great time there. Uh, this will be this episode, obviously. On Wednesday, I'm going to put up the post asking for questions for our next mailbag episode, which we are going to record next week. So if you want to ask a question and you want to hear the episode, you got to sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety for the Country Club tier. And uh, that way you can ask us a question and we'll answer it uh, on the next episode. Uh, then uh, we have one more episode of Weird Islanders coming out on the 16th, 15th or 16th, the, Friday, the 16th, which is a Friday. And then our season finale will be on the 30th. We've booked a great guest. Uh, Mike has booked a great guest for our finale can't wait to unveil it. Our next episode is really great as well with a returning guest. So we've got two more episodes this season of Weird Islanders. Then we're going to take a break. We'll come back again in October with uh, a bunch of more episodes. Uh, yeah, that's about it for now. Uh, sign up at patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety for bonus content, 
ask questions, listen to the mailbag episode, free ad free episodes, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Islands Anxiety Isles Anxiety Pod. Sorry, <laughs> still trying to remember that Isles Anxiety Pod on Twitter. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts again, and thank you again to that person. We, we were having a little bit of fun, but you're right. We do talk about the Leafs too much. We got to stop. But thank you for the four star review. Uh, Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for your most up to date Islanders news and discussion. Visit VintageIceHockey.com. Use the code Four Cups. Get a free coffee mug, pint glass, or Islanders Anxiety Puck when you spend fifty dollars or more. Try wines from the Pinot Project. Follow Fans First Sports Network on Twitter at FansFirstSN. Mike, where can everybody find you on Twitter? The Bigly Basky with two E's. Follow Mike at the Bigly Basky. Read his work at Action Network. Uh, go to his Twitter feed for all of the updates from the Darts Masters. I assume you had a great time there. Uh, and uh, uh, it was on MSG. Yeah. You know, I should have I watched it. Was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um, it was a good time and felt like uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of a, a, some momentum growing here so i feel like it's uh you know get get ready i think that the darts revolution is is coming and it might take a few years um but just be ready for it and and enjoy it because Mm. it was it's just great like uh, for work too i got to to, we did some like video shoots with with the a few of the players and um i gotta tell one quick story Mm. about mike van gerwin who is these you know, you could say the Tiger Woods, like Roger Federer of, of yeah. darts. He's he's the the uh, kind of the all timer and uh, the face of the sport. He's this big Dutch guy. He wears they call him the the big green machine. He wears this neon <laughs> green shirt. And uh, I read a story about him because he was talking about how he's he's like his. Uh, in in one of my questions, I was like, you know, you got to kind of rivalry that's been brewing with with uh michael mm. smith who's the world champion he beat van gerwin in that crazy game that like went viral with the nine darter um and gerwin price and he's like no they're not my rivals like they've i've won three world championships they've each won one but like he's michael smith's a good player like but i'm just like mentally tougher than him and i was like okay and then i read an article <laughs> and when they played in the 2019 world championship final so this is a match for probably back then 200 grand and to be the world champion mm. to, to win the biggest trophy biggest game in, in the sport michael smith told the story about how he was with his kid the night before in his hotel room just trying to relax and he said they tucked in and just ordered a bunch of stuff off the room service menu and we were just going to try to go to sleep and van gerwin was incessantly facetiming him and messaging him telling him not to go to sleep <laughs> because he's he's like he's going to be too scared to play him I was like, that's if no, like, imagine if Novak Djokovic, like, right. sent a bunch of, or Serena Williams sent a bunch of FaceTimes to Naomi Osaka mm. or, or Car- yeah. Carlos Alcaraz the night before the U.S. Open final. Mm. Um, right. I was thinking Nikola Jokic on FaceTime with yeah, Jimmy exactly. Jimmy. Like, like just imagine that. <laughs> Don't go to Be sleep. Alone, man. Come on. Gotta go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> love these guys that's yeah. funny that's like uh that's like something red Auerbach would do like we all heard the story like red Auerbach used to like have the visitors locker room at the boston garden painted the night before somebody was coming to play <laughs> so you had like that paint smell and he used to like turn the air, air conditioning off in there like all kinds of stuff like that but this is the modern version of yes that. exactly and we need more of it timing your opponent that's pretty great there you go well maybe matthew kachuk will do that yeah. he's gonna start facetiming mark stone for the next game in florida there you go <laughs> but uh but yeah you know it, when when the darts revolution happens you all will have heard it first courtesy 
of Michael Ebron. Uh, and yeah, so uh, to re- read all of his uh, updates at the Action Network, follow him on Twitter at the Big Lebowski. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. You know, we're going to do an episode before the draft and all that stuff. We have no idea what's going on, but uh, we'll do an episode before then. But again, for our mailbag episode, get to patreon.com, ask us a question, and, uh, you know, uh, listen to that episode next week. Thanks a lot, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.